Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris from PleasureMechanics.com, and on this podcast, we have explicit, soulful conversations about sex, love, bodies, joy, pleasure, and connection. We have been podcasting since 2013 and are approaching 400 episodes of the Speaking of Sex podcast. And we realize that many podcast players limit you to the past 100 or 200 episodes. So many of our newer listeners are having trouble digging way back into our archives, where there are so many great episodes about really popular topics. And so we are curating our best and most popular episodes into themed resources available to supporting members of this show. It's just one of the benefits you unlock when you become a supportive member of the show, show us some love, and step into our inner circle. Go to pleasuremechanics.com slash pod to join the pleasure pod, show us some love, and unlock our curated best of resources and so much more. This episode we are about to share with you is originally episode 18 from way in the beginning, 2013, this was originally recorded. It's all about erotic gameplay, and I hope it will help you approach the topic of kink and power play with a little more playfulness and curiosity and a little bit more structure so you can get more of what you want and avoid some of the common pitfalls that people fall into when they're just starting to explore kink. If you want more on this topic, visit us at pleasuremechanics.com kink for our guided online course into the realms of kinky play. All right, here we go with an encore of episode 18. Enjoy. Hi, and welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We're the Pleasure Mechanics, and in this podcast, we have honest conversations about sexuality. We share expert advice and practical strategies so you can experience more sexual pleasure. We use explicit language and nothing is taboo. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how couples can begin to explore BDSM, power play, and intense sensations in their sex life without anyone getting hurt. Charlotte's going to get us started by reading a question. Ethan writes, My girlfriend and I have been talking about exploring BDSM for the first time, and we've done a lot of internet research. I'm not sure how to get started. I'm excited by the idea of dominating her, but I really don't want to hurt her. Any advice on how to get started? Thanks. That is a great question that so many people have. Doing internet research is great, but the thing about it with this topic specifically is that the images and videos you come across will tend to get really explicit, really extreme and intense really quickly. And you don't need to go to those extremes right away. In fact, what we want to encourage you to do is slow way down, explore one thing at a time, and start introducing elements of BDSM into your relationship at a pace that you can keep up with, that will keep everyone healthy and happy, and that won't tend to introduce the risk of really hurting your partner. And we're going to show you how to do that today. So first of all, what is BDSM? The acronym BDSM is a mashup of a bunch of terms that describe a wide range of activities that consenting adults can explore together. 
So BDSM. The broadest definition of this is bondage and discipline, domination and submission, sadism and masochism. So what that covers is a huge, huge range of power play, intense sensations, role playing, and things as extreme as piercing, bloodletting, piss play, tying up your partner like a puppy in a cage, suspending them from the ceiling, and all of these things that are really advanced extreme forms of erotic play. But it also covers things like spanking, light bondage, blindfolds, and other forms of erotic play that all couples can use to broaden their sexual play together and explore different kinds of sensations. And so today we want to talk about BDSM as covering three main realms of exploration. There's sensation play, power play, and trance play. And let me break that down for a second. Sensation play is all of those ways that you can use toys, implements, or your own hands to increase the range of sensations you give to your lover. So think about running ice cubes down their back, spanking, using paddles, pricking them with a prickly wheel of needles. Anything that you do to go beyond the normal range of sensations can fall into this category of sensation play. And this is actually a lot of people's favorite realm to explore because it just means turning on to a wider range of sensations that can be highly arousing and explode your limits of what you feel as sexual and arousing in your body. Power play is more about the deliberate exchange of power. So one partner becomes dominant and the other partner becomes submissive and you explore the sensations, both physical and emotional of that deliberate power exchange. So this is where we explore the eroticism of vulnerability, of control, of being very dominating and bossy or of being very yielding and Receptive. Yeah, and receptive. And a lot of people, especially those who have extreme power roles in their day-to-day life, love the opportunity to go into this altered state where they either give up total erotic control to their partner who they trust, or they take all of that control and get to channel it into being a hot erotic dominant top. Finally, the trance experience of BDSM is one that's not actually often talked about, but I think is one of the most essential pieces of BDSM that a lot of people crave and yet can't quite name. Trance is all about going into an altered state. It's an altered state of consciousness where your boundaries and limits of your ego fall away and you feel connected to the broader universe and you feel like you're riding in another dimension. And some people kind of experience this during regular sex. Think about getting a really amazing blowjob or someone going down on you for a long time and you just float away into this totally other dimension of arousal and pleasure. And if someone slammed the front door, you wouldn't even notice. 
The trans experience can be highly accessed through BDSM because some of the activities in BDSM release endorphins and get your body quickly into the state where it's receptive to being in an erotic trance. I think trance is really important in the modern day because it allows us to connect with ourselves as physical animal beings and explore new dimensions of consciousness through eroticism and sex. And so we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But for now, think about these three categories of sensation, power, and trance, and start really thinking about what is it specifically that you want to explore. Yeah, I love breaking that down into those three qualities, particularly because I think when we think about BDSM, it can be more useful to think about the experience that you want to have, the feelings and the sensations that you're curious about, and to use that as a starting place. Because the clearer that you can get about the experiences and sensations that you are craving and be able to put words to that and communicate with your partner and find out what they are craving, the better experience you're going to be able to create together. Because it's really about finding what you're both turned on by and where the intersection is. So it's really essential to begin exploring in conversation what each of you is turned on by. Have there been moments in films that you've felt a flicker of arousal in? Have there been pieces that you've read that have really excited you? And if you can be specific... And again, notice if it's the act that you're curious about or if it's the experience, the the journey that the body is going on that intrigues you. Yeah, exactly. I think that couples really need to start this journey with a lot of conversation. And this can be a great activity for a date night. Go on the couch with a bottle of wine, have a nice meal, go on a long walk somewhere beautiful, and allow your conversation to really meander and just talk about what turns you on, what you want to explore, and how you want to explore it. And what we want to invite you to do is create an erotic game together. And I use the word game here really deliberately because think for a minute about what a game is. A game is a deliberate time and space set aside to experience something fun together. So if you and I are just walking to the park and kicking a ball back and forth and there are no rules and no real goals, then we're not really playing a game. We're more just doing a little activity together. But as soon as we get to the field, have the goal set up, blow the whistle and start the game, a different set of expectations are in order. And a lot of the games we play together as a culture, we already know what the expectations are, we know what the rules are, and we know what the goals are. And this allows us to have fun together. If anything goes on a football field, there is no game, and there's no real sport, and there's no real fun to be had. You've mentioned before, for instance, in a football game, meaning American football, um, people tackle each other and if you were to do that randomly along the road when you saw a friend and you just went and tackled them that might be really not cool because someone is not expecting it it'd be like dude what are you what are you doing whereas in the game it's completely allowed you're not taking it personally it's part of the game totally what makes it fun is participating together within this set of boundaries that allows you to explore and know what's going to happen and what's not going to happen and what the goals are. 
And so every game has three essential elements that we're going to invite you to bring into your BDSM explorations. Every game has rules, it has roles, and it has goals. So that's rules, roles, and goals. How's that for a tongue twister? So let's break that down for a second. The rules are essential. You're going to establish before you start what's going to happen and what's not going to happen. So for example, you might say, we're going to explore spanking. You can start spanking me lightly and we'll build up from there, but at no point do I want you to pull my hair. Or you might say, you're going to spank me, pull my hair, call me a slut, and do me in the ass afterwards. What's important here is that you set up ahead of time what's in bounds and what's out of bounds. Because that way you can relax and fully enjoy what's in bounds, what's in play, without worrying about what's coming next. And this is an essential piece because if anything goes, there can be so much anxiety and fear and worry that comes in when you have no idea what's happening and it becomes really hard to surrender. But when you fully light out what is in game, what's out of game, what are the rules of your game together, it allows both of you to fully relax, go into your experience and have tons of fun together. So that's number one, that's the rules. In every game, there are certain boundaries. There's boundaries to the field, there's boundaries to time, there's boundaries to how many times out you can take. And this is also essential because when couples start exploring BDSM, you're going to set aside specific times to explore together. And that does not give you blanket permission to spank your wife hard on the ass as she's doing dishes or to call your husband dirty names out of nowhere. That's out of bounds because that's not within the container of the game. And so it's really important to establish all of these rules ahead of time and to have a very specific boundary time and space that you'll be exploring together. I do just want to add one thing about you saying don't spank your wife at the while she's washing her dishes or whatever. I think, and again, that's unless you've had a conversation that that's okay in your relationship. I think we're thinking about people who are like giving like a really hard wallop while they're in a completely different state. But I think if it's like you've agreed that like a light little tap is like a sexy thing between you, then that's cool. But it's about, again, negotiating, negotiating what acts you're doing in different spaces. Right. Creating strong boundaries and sticking to them and not surprising someone by creating leakage of those boundaries. This is all about creating an alternate reality so you can experience something new. And it's so essential and it makes it so much safer to explore together. So that's number one. Establishing rules, knowing exactly where the boundaries are, knowing what will and will not happen. And that really allows the receiver to really fully surrender And not only the receiver, but also the top, because you're writing here as someone who wants to be more dominant. And when you have rules established ahead of time and know what you can and can't do with your partner's consent, then you can give it your all and you're not worried about doing things they don't want done. And that allows you to go deeper into your role of being dominant. So that's number two, roles. 
Within every game, there are roles. On the football field, there is a quarterback, there is the linebacker. I don't know enough about football to name the other ones. Um, you know, in a baseball game, there's the pitcher, there's the catcher, there's the batter, there's the baseman. You know, a baseman doesn't just walk up to the pitcher and be like, hey, buddy, let me take a shot, right? Everyone has their specific roles, they know what is expected of them, and they can do that fully. So within your erotic gameplay, you're going to take on specific roles. And we're going to talk more about this in depth a little later in this episode, because what roles you take on is essential to your experience together. And we tend to have this blanket idea of there's the top, the dominant, and the bottom submissive, and that's the roles you need to decide. But it's so much more nuanced and complicated than that. And by getting really specific about what role you want to play and what role you want to explore, you'll have a way hotter, sexier, satisfying experience. And it can just be the role that you want to experience in this particular dedicated time. It doesn't have to be who you are erotically forever. And I think that gives you real freedom because it is a game. It is something that you're exploring, you're trying on, you're experimenting with, and then it will be complete and you'll go back to being your own self. So we've covered rules and we've covered roles. Now let's go to goals. So every game has goals. You need to know when the game is over. And you know, in sports and most games, there's a winner and a loser, and that's part of the goal. But the great thing in sex and BDSM is you're both winners, hopefully, all the time. But when I talk about goals, it's less about winning and losing and more about taking aim for what you want to experience. So for example, if one of you is really stressed out at work and your goal is to totally relax, totally surrender and be taken on a journey of arousing sensation, then you can name that specifically as your goal. That's a different goal than we really want to connect as a couple and feel really intense intimacy between the two of us and exchange a lot of energy between the two of us as a couple. In the first example, one person will be taking the other on a journey and it's really about their experience. In the second example, you're really connecting and circulating energy between the two of you and going somewhere together. And just knowing ahead of time what your goal is will allow both of you to focus your erotic energy towards meeting that goal. As you think about your erotic goals together, answer these questions together. The type of erotic energy I want more of in my life is... Blank. I wish sex was a little more... Blank. What I've really been craving recently is... Blank. I find it really sexy when I think about doing... Blank. So it's really just about taking inventory of your fantasies, your desires, and setting a specific reachable goal for each erotic game you play together and again the, the goal is not i want to get spanked 55 times it is i want to experience total surrender or in a spanking game it might be i want to go beyond what i think i can handle and that would be a setup for a really intense spanking where you're going to be taken to your edge again and again and then it amplifies again and again versus I want a really tender, relaxing, luxurious spanking followed by lovemaking. 
That Those are two really different scenes. And so do you see what we're getting out here? Ahead of time, as much as you can set up the expectations and set your goals clearly, you'll get what you want. And this is one of the biggest traps couples fall into with BDSM, is they set vague goals or they don't set goals at all. And they just say, honey, will you spank me? And what does that mean? Does that mean you want really hard wallops again and again until you're squealing and screaming? Or does that mean you want a butt massage followed by some percussion and to be told how beautiful you are as your ass gets a little pink? Really different outcomes. And if you're not specific ahead of time, you just may miss the mark, so to speak, and not give your partner what they're wanting. And that's where some resentment can come up and miscommunication. And it can be like, God, I asked you to spank me, not beat me. And then you feel all guilty and it like kind of ruins the moment. And you're totally not having fun together. Whereas if ahead of time, if you've set it really specific and know exactly what you're getting into, then it can be like, oh, honey, like when I said you know, spank me till I squeal. I had no idea that it would be so delicious and that felt so amazing and thank you so much, right? So you want to reach a goal together and the only way to do that is to know in advance what that goal is. So we've talked about rules, roles, and goals and we think those are the three most essential pieces of creating an erotic game together to have a successful outcome. There are a few other metaphors from the gaming world that you can bring into BDSM. Uniforms, for example. Some people like to dress up for BDSM because it helps them go into their role more effectively. And for the same reason that a umpire wears a specific uniform on the field because it helps identify what their role is, if it helps you step into your role in a deeper way to dress up and wear something unusual for you, then go for it. Try out having uniforms for different roles, even if it's just a specific piece of lingerie that makes you feel seductive and submissive, or if it's a little like leather cap or cute little shorts to make you feel dominant, whatever it is, uniforms can be part of this too. Special equipment is often used in games, and in BDSM there are so many toys. You can spend a fortune on creating a whole collection of implements and special equipment to use in your BDSM scenes and you don't need a single piece of equipment to play. We tend to think that the hands and the body are the best instruments we have, but as you explore deeper you might be starting to acquire paddles or bondage ropes or a special a spanking bench or a place to tie your lover up on the wall. You can start accessorizing your sex life a lot when you start exploring BDSM. The one other thing I'll mention here, and this kind of goes along with rules, but it is worth its own shout out, is safe words. Safe words are predetermined words that stop or pause the activity for a check-in. So just like a timeout on this field where play stops, the teams recuperate and start communicating and negotiating together, a safe word pauses the scene so you can speak to your partner out of your roles. One of the most common ones is green, yellow, red from you know the classic stoplight. So green means everything's good, keep going. Yellow means slow down, let's check in. Red means stop completely. 
And having a system like this where you can check in and communicate can really help you go deep into a scene knowing that at any point you can check in, take a break, and stop the play if needed. So think about your erotic goals, think about your roles, establish firm rules for your game, and now we're going to invite you to get specific about what erotic energy you want to embody during your game. What I mean by erotic energy is the energy, the intentions, and the ambitions that fuel your actions. So think about a simple kiss. A kiss can be sweet and tender, or it can be really rough and dominating. A kiss can be really romantic, or it can be really raunchy. And what makes the difference is not in how your lips connect, it's in the energy you bring to that kiss. And that is true for all sex, and it's especially true for BDSM. The kind of erotic energy you want to experience has to be really specific for you to have a satisfying, fulfilling experience. This is also an essential piece for couples to talk about so you don't mess up and do something that your partner has no interest in you doing. So let's look at a couple of examples. A top can be dominant, bossy, loving, worshipping, cruel. A bottom could be naughty, seductive, bratty, innocent. It's a difference between going into that energy of being a naughty girl or a goddess to be worshipped. Because spanking or any BDSM can be, can be incredibly worshipful and tender and loving and sensual. Or it can be rough, passionate, intense, nasty. And knowing what kind of energy you're going to have is going to influence the kind of words that you use, like how you speak to your lover and how you touch them, and how you're feeling. You know, these games can be really fun to explore in all different ways and all different combinations, and it's really just a matter of choosing where to start, setting a clear goal, setting your boundaries, and doing really one thing at a time. And that's the other thing I want to encourage you to do, is don't do everything under the sun all at once, because then it will be hard for you to pull apart what you enjoyed, what you didn't enjoy, what aroused you, what turned you off. When you start introducing elements one at a time slowly, you'll have a really clear picture of what works for you as a couple. And after your experience together, you can say, okay, so we did that spanking. Was it too hard? Was it not hard enough? Is there anything I could have done to make it better? Is there any moments at which it got too painful? Is there anything I could have done to make you feel more submissive? And you can really break it down and your next experience is going to be even better. And so think in the long term and take it slowly, do one thing at a time and then talk about it afterwards so you can really optimize your sexual experiences together. If you explore the basics and find that you really like it, we do totally recommend going to leather BDSM events, going to workshops, learn more skills. It is an area of sexuality where it's really important to learn skills if you're going to be doing more intense play of any sort. And there are a lot of people who are teaching this stuff out there. Um, and it's also great to watch others play because then you really get a sense of what 
what you find arousing um and it can be fun to watch together and notice what you guys like and don't like and what you're intrigued by and that can just be a whole sexual experience and date in and of itself and can just spark a lot of great conversation and exploration because novelty is such a huge part of keeping long-term relationships um, alive and interesting and just sort of going out of your comfort zone and exploring something totally new can give you a lot of more information can just be a wonderful experience in and of itself even if you discover that you don't want to explore half the things that you see it can still be a wonderful experience just to go check it out and this is the process of exploring as an individual and as a couple is really finding out what turns you on what excites you what you want to explore and then once you explore it is that something you want to do again or not And this is really your personal journey, and we wish you guys well as you explore together. Let us know if there are any questions, and have fun. You can also subscribe to our free weekly newsletter for weekly sex advice, exclusive giveaways, and more at pleasuremechanics.com. I'm Charlotte. I'm Chris. We're the Pleasure Mechanics, wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers. Cheers.